If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. What's up, everybody? It's your girl Jazzy Bell here for Women in Hip Hop Podcast. And on this show, we focus on the many talents and influences from women within the culture. And today is no exception because we have an amazing guest. So you already know we're going to have an amazing show. I am here with the Bronx own uh-huh. Connie Diamond is That's in the what's building. Going what's on? up, Connie what's Diamond? Going on, How are you? I'm amazing. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to this season. This has so far, since doing Women in Hip Hop, I want to mm-hmm. say since 2016, 2017, this has been my favorite season thus far because I've been interviewing the new up-and-coming mm-hmm. fire artist like yourself. So thank yes. you so much for being here. Of course, my pleasure. <laughs> okay, we about to get into some things. Let's get into it, baby. <laughs> but first and foremost, I love for my audience to like get to know you, to get a little backstory mm-hmm. before we get to like who Connie Diamond is today. So, the Bronx. What part are we repping? Okay, we on the Fordham Road side of the Bronx. <laughs> I don't know what side everybody else is from, but we're on the Fordham Road side, the four line specifically. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was born in the Bronx. Um, I did spend some of my... Um, some of my years in Queens. However, the Bronx okay. is where the Bronx is where my heart is. The Bronx is where my family is. The Bronx is where is the Bronx is where me and me. And yeah, you know we outside. We, you know, you know we just outside. You know, come on Fordham Road. I've yes. been on Fordham Road a few times when shopping. You yes, know, you know. <laughs> they know. They definitely know. Now the fact that you are from the place where hip hop was birthed, mm-hmm. first and foremost, it it's so telling. Yes. With you. You are literally one of my favorite girls. Really? I was Yeah, you are, bro. Thank you have you. no idea. It's a few of y'all that's my faves. Okay. And I brought your name up in a few interviews prior to this one. Was like, Connie Diamond is on my radar, bro. Really? Oh my God. Yeah, but what, cry. Really? Shed a tear. <laughs> a thug tear. We take really? them over here. No, for real. Cause <laughs> you guys, it's so imperative and important for females to just kind of like uplift each other and stick together in the industry because it's so male dominant. So it's like, let's just like, yeah, let's let's reach a hand. Let's 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 spread the word. Let's reach out and help each other. So thank you and I appreciate you for you know for bringing me up, girl. No, for sure. Yeah. I always try to lift the girls up, especially mm-hmm. the ones that I really like gravitate to and like I said you're one of them and I would not have a podcast like women in hip hop if I'm not with the shits hello period period (laughs) (laughs) yes so we're going to talk more about about that later Mm -hmm. on but like like I said I like to give people a little bit of a backstory so the Bronx you said Fordham Road growing up what was that like for you 
to be completely honest, growing up was like a back and forth thing. Because mm, of Queens. Yes. I was mm. back and forth with Queens. And even to this day, I have my Queens people that I've... Because I did... They mad at you? They mad at me. But they know they know what's up. Like, even when I like first got introduced to just being in Queens, I'm like, yeah, I'm from the Bronx, though. I was born in the Bronx, though. They're like, yeah, but you're a Queens girl now. But it's like, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, my Queens people, they're like, they understand. They know what's going on. Yeah. But it was... It was it's not difficult, but it just was a mixture of both. You know, Queens yeah. is very calm. I, like, my Queens living was very calm. It was just strictly about schooling and just making sure I had a better education thing, thing going on for mm-hmm. me. So, you know, um, Queens, was, Queens was a vibe. You know, I had I spent my, um, my elementary days in Queens, my junior high school, high school days. I wasn't until, it wasn't really up until my like adult years that I actually like was like in the Bronx. And oh. I would say like 17, 18. I see why Queens is mad. Yeah. <laughs> but you're from the Bronx. You can rap what no, you want to rap. I'm, I'm not, I, I, listen, this is the thing. Mm-hmm, speak on it. <laughs> cause not to cut you off, cause I always tell people, yeah. cause I'm from Detroit, but like I moved here when I was like 19. See? Fresh you, out of high school, but I rep the D. And my reason why right. I rep Detroit is because I say I went to, you know, junior elementary, high school, elementary high junior school. high, high school. Yeah. So that's like Yeah, but my, my situation, I'm not even going to go too in depth, but my situation <laughs> right. was just like, you know, less... Um, Let's provide a better um, schooling situation, and that's why you went to Queens. But your heart of all hearts was in the Bronx. Always in the Bronx. My all my entire family is in the Bronx. Like that was that was my only piece of family that lived outside of the Bronx. Like everyone, my aunts, grandmothers, cousins, dad, mom, everybody's in the Bronx. But my aunt, she was she was she had a great. She was living in a great space. She was one of the. It. She's one of the little wealthy, little wealthy. You know, you the know, one of those. So she's like, yeah, let's bring over here. Let's get it going. You know how. You know how it is. You mm-hmm. know how it is. You know how it is. In I had a moment. Like, I used to go visit my rich aunt in the mm-hmm. summertime, Southfield, Michigan. Aunt that I had to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what that was, and it was cool. It was good vibes. I'm very appreciative. I'm very, you yeah. know, grateful for the opportunity to just be able to have get a better edu- education. On this side of you know mm-hmm. New York, and you know it was good vibes. I'm not tripping. I love my I love my Queens people, but I, I'm from the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. Girl, if you don't keep repping the fucking Bronx, we gonna fight. Bronx. They know so they what? love me. I always shout them out though because I don't want, want them to feel like because just yeah. just even growing up in Queens, going to school in Queens has molded me to the person I am today as well. Like yeah. so, I'm not I'm not I'm never like gonna discredit or act like I'm not. I rep Queens. I rep the Bronx. What too. part of Queens? Oh, real quick. I lived in Rosedale. Oh, that's why you ain't repping that shit. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Because <laughs> no, you're not about to have the role that people come and chew my head off. No. I love y'all in Queens. Some people actually think I'm from Queens when I used to work at Hall of Fame Studio. Right? And, at the Coliseum. Yeah, the Coliseum <laughs> Avenue, girl. Yes, don't do that, though. Don't fucking do that. No. But, like, Rosedale isn't, like, you not shouting that no, out but then in, not, like, but, but, Rosedale. Because it's, it's not the same as saying, I know. I'm from 40 Projects. Exactly. Oh, I'm from Southside. It's not the same, like, right? Because it's not popular. But Queens is a good, it's a good, it's a good space. I do not. You was with your Queens. rich aunt, as you I, should. It's okay. I was in Rosedale, and I was in <laughs> Queens Village after Rosedale, and I spent like a year in Queens Village, and then I moved to the Bronx, and I was like, bye. I'm going back to the motherfucking trenches. <laughs> bye. I'm going back to the trenches. Like, yeah. So yeah, Queens is a vibe, man. I love my people from Queens, but I'm a Bronx girl at heart. Love that. Shout out to the Bronx and Queens. Yeah. Rosedale, to be, you know, to be what I'm exact. trying to say. <laughs> the Casamigos kicking in. No, oh, so I oh, love that. But let's talk about the trenches. Let's talk about musically when it comes to, like, coming up. Who mm-hmm. were you listening to? Like, what was banging in the household? 
Oh my god. I I'm not gonna lie, like I listen to so much music. I listen to heavy on a Remy. Heavy on a slap a bitch, snatch a bitch, stop playing with me. Cause that's just my vibe. Like I'm a tourist. I'm super aggressive. Uh-huh. I like to I like to make aggressive rah-rah music. Girl, yes. But I'm really a sweetheart. Like every, anybody that knows the tourist, they know we so soft on the inside. But when it's time to go, we're gonna give you gonna get get the going. You feel me? Oh, we see. Yes. Look at your stands. Do it again. Ah. <laughs> We gonna get the going. Don't do damn. That. <laughs> you did yes. it. I'm better than you. We gonna get the going. Yes, <laughs> she can fight um, y'all. Yes, heavy on the Remy, <laughs> heavy on the um Dipset. Yes, Jim Jones, Cameron. I oh my god, I had an era in high school where I was just like obsessed with fucking diplomat music. Like I had an era. It was bad. Uh, Jada Kiss. Uh, Ghostface Killer. My first, my very, very, very Shout first Ghostface. song that made me feel like, okay, I fucking love it. It was Church's La Ghost. Uh, if you know yeah. that, if y'all don't know, please go and do your Google and do oh, your the hip hop is no, yeah, yes, Church of the Ghost. That was my shit. I was in, I was just like, oh my god, I love this song. It's mm-hmm. so, Ghost is so a great storyteller, yeah, yes, and that's what really made me fall in love with just um, just aggressive hip hop, aggressive like music. it shows in your music, it resonates. I'm not mad, not at all. You I'm should mad. be. I'm not mad at all. Okay, that's why you're one of my faves. Hello, period. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes. Ghostface Killer, Jim Jones, well, Cam, Dipset, yes. period. Um, Remy. Remy, for sure. Shout out to Remy. I'm going to be uh, a telling my age, child. No, um, actually, you're not. This is the artist over here. You know, the artist today will never. You know, you know what I respect about it? Because you're giving props to the ones that... The pioneers. Yeah. The people that really, like, open the doors and really set the tone. For the artists like me, mm-hmm. to just really like get the stomp and the stepping in this shit. Yes, you're absolutely right. Can I get a amen? Absolutely, Hello. amen. Hallelujah, church, <laughs> cap tabernacle, all that shit. <laughs> Wait, so what was your favorite Remy record? I'm just curious. Oh God, do you have a favorite Remy record? Put your right hand up. Poppy, hey, get it. Uh, uh, that's the one right there. <laughs> That, that shit come on in the party is over. Lit. Somebody look at you wrong in the party is over. Like, what? <laughs> I know you ain't just bump me in a... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nah, like, that's one of those type of songs. Like, <laughs> why? Don't don't make me get ghetto on the spot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was one of those type of records. Like, yes. I think that's my favorite Remy record. That's, that's your favorite Remy? That's my favorite one. Definitely one of mine. That's the one they played at every party. When that shit came out, they played it at every single party. Period. Mm. Do you know, to this day, I play um, Conceited when I wake up in the morning? Really? Mm-hmm. it was a banger, though. Like, yeah, it's Conceited, Conceited was for me. a banger. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was a banger. It made every girl feel like a badass bitch, like a confidence period. builder. Yeah, yes. it was just it was like that song to me is not just a regular hip hop record. Right. It's a song which a lot of hip hop records are filled yeah. with affirmations. Yeah, so that's what that song did for yeah. me. If I could wake up in the morning as I'm getting dressed, I'm conceited. I, I got, got a reason. reason. Hey, too good to be. Hey, and I look too good to be. Period. Like it's really like I tell. I was doing an interview one time on the news, and it was mm-hmm. telling me, asking me, what is your favorite like top five songs yeah. that like help build your confidence? And conceited, conceited was the list, right? Top. I'm not mad at that. Every morning, I'm mad at that for years. 
it's just it does something for me um and so remy is definitely one of the goats out here you for know, me representing big women. bronx we outside and i can hear exactly shout out to the uh, bx yeah. i can hear you two on a record together yeah, I'm. I'm still. I got my hands. Got my fingers crossed. I'm hoping to get it done. Still, I got my fingers crossed. We manifested that shit. <laughs> I'm manifesting, baby. Oh, yes. New year. I would really like lose my <laughs> shit if I get that done. Like, yeah, really, like, literally. Like. Aesthetically, it would look good. You two next to each other, and musically, sonically, it would sound yes, great. Yeah, because everyone always compares me to her. I think because I'm dark skinned and I'm aggressive. Mm, okay. Everybody was dark skinned and aggressive, and she had bars too. So it's like they're like, okay, okay and she want to bronze. Okay. And then when I when I put out there, like I listened to a lot of Remy music when I was they're like, okay, yeah, we see where we going. Okay, so like it'll be so good for hip hop. So I got my fingers crossed. I love that. I want to get it done. Now before we get into the music that you got going on, because we about to tap into that. Mm -hmm. Now when it comes, because you know representation is so important. I know we're talking about yeah. Remy, but who was it? Her for you, or who was it for you that you saw on TV, whether it was in film, TV, music, that you was like, I see myself. In that person, I'm not gonna lie, it was definitely Remy. Okay, and I and I'm not even trying to be on old. Oh, I'm from the wrong. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to even do that. Mm, I remember living, I remember being in Queens, and oh my god, I remember writing a rap one day. And my aunt, when she see this, she gonna be like, "Yeah, I remember because I whipped your ass after I read the rap." Like I remember writing a rap, and it was just so vulgar. It had so many curses in it. It was just very basic too. Like because I was so young, like 14, 15, and. She was just like, she was like, what is this garbage and what is this? Why do you have to quiz all these curses and da da da? And I just when I when I saw Remy, it was just like that's, it was like yeah, she was just that was what she was. She was aggressive and like stop fucking playing with me because I'm really I'm outside and I'm I'm gonna give y'all a vibe. I'm that girl. Let's feel me. And I was like yo, and just, and even to be even to see that she was dark skin, not this discrim. I'm not just I'm never discriminating, but it's like just to be a a a, a female of, of melanin. And to see another female of melanin, and it's like okay, because you know you know how it is. Sometimes they they put the certain girls on a pedestal. Colorism, yeah, that exists. It's I didn't real. want to tap into that because that's a whole different. Nah, nah, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, that's what it be. That's sometimes. part two of the episode. We could tap into that another you time. You see, but just you know, but colorism I mean. is real, and I hate when people try to it denounce is, it, it like it's not a thing. thing. It is, yeah. But I hate to like even bring it up because I hate to. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna take more than five minutes to talk about like, facts. So I'll be like, you know, I say my little one tools, and it's like, you know what? For me, it felt like, oh my god, seeing someone of a darker complexion, Cute. and she was flourishing, it made me feel like, okay, I could do this shit, cause they let her in, so they gonna they gotta let me in. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I'm not gonna lie to you, like that, I will never forget that she found a rap, and she was so mad. I'm like, Remy raps like this. What are you talking about? How is this bad? How is this trash? This is what <laughs> this is how Remy talks about. You're crazy. Like, and I just stuck to my guns, and my uncle told you to this day, like. She took all the time. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. You stuck oh. to your I cursed you out and told you that I and you stuck to your gun. So <laughs> yes, Remy's at the top of the list for me, period. Do you remember that rap that she uh <laughs> can you don't, spit it for me? I cannot. I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know what I was saying. Do you remember your first 16? <sighs> I remember a couple lines, but the internet's gonna chew me up if I even recite this shit. It's not even it wasn't even barred up. It was just very like It was old. It was, Come it was, on. I was it's okay. No one's gonna judge you. Oh my god! Just give me a couple of four bars. All right, four. don't laugh, please. Because I, <laughs> I dare remember it. And I'm about to say it. <laughs> and you give me more bars. I love it. It was Rom One Face Two. Tell me what you gonna do. It's me, Connie, and it's rap in the street from the boogie down Bronx. And I ain't playing cat. My rhymes are so rough. Then it feel like you got slapped. At. 
Did it feel like you got slapped? Uh, you know I mean? <laughs> today, like, I will laugh today because it's like, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> and it was more, it was more to it, and I started cursing and, uh, uh, and I swear, mom was like, what the fuck you talking about? She was so mad at me. But yes, I'm not, it is what it is, child. Oh, thank you they so can't much play for with doing me today. It. But... Oh, listen, uh, these these niggas can't play with you today. Period. Let's be fucking clear. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, thank you for sharing that. That was so that good. Really oh my tickled god, me. I'm gonna laugh at this shit when I when I watch that. Like, girl, why did you? Why did you? Should have said you remember that shit. You know why? Because you're gonna perform your freestyle later song or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's all about evolution. And evolving. Yeah. If you're not evolving, you're dissolving. That's my word. So listen, you see how we started with this, and then we're going to hear like y'all see what you already know what she does. Don't play with her. <laughs> <laughs> now correct me if I'm wrong. Like when it came to you rapping, was it like a, a, a you was into Black History? It was like a Black History? Yes. Thing oh my god. That made <laughs> it's so weird because I was I'm like when I was in school, I was like obsessed with like my. Excuse me, my African American studies. I was obsessed. My teacher was obsessed with me. I got like literally. He pulled me to the side one day. And was like, the only reason why you got a ninety nine is because they told me I couldn't give no student a hundred. I'm like, ah, excuse me. Yes, teacher. But I was obsessed, and we would like, and I would just like do. Like, I would write poetry, like like Black History slams. It would be. We had a lot of that going on, mm-hmm. and I would just write a lot of poem, a lot of poetry, a lot of poetry, and then it was. One day, I just was kind of, like, experimenting and just trying to see, like, hmm, how would this sound on the beat? And how would this, uh-uh. And I'm like, wait, does this mean I can rap? Because I write poems pretty pretty damn well. And then I just started, you know, transitioning into just, like, doing music from there. But that was at, like, maybe 13, 14 years old. So impressive. And I love that because I love Black history myself. So yeah. to know when I was researching, I saw that that's what kind of made the transition uh-huh. into you getting into hip-hop was yeah. the fact that... You were a poet first, which yeah. to me, that's what a rapper is. Right. A good rapper. Anyway. Right. Right. But it was the knowledge and love for black history. Yes. That was me. Like, I was really tapped in. Like, I was so tapped in. I hope he's still alive. I hope he's well. His, name, his name was Mr. Sinkler. Yes. Shout out to Mr. Sinkler. Queen. Shout out to Mr. Sinkler. I hope you are alive and well. And if you see this, holla at me, man. Period. We're gonna talk more black history later, but let's get let's let's talk about the buzz, the music. Now that we made a transition mm-hmm. to your career, yeah. um, it first began in 2016. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. With the uh, freestyle off of Drake's Summer 16. Summer 16. Yes. Oh man, um, that was such an amazing time for me because I'm a person that constantly take breaks from music because I just like to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do next. Okay, and the way hip hop and the way music works. It evolves every fucking day. It's like one moment the music is like this, and then two months later the music is like that, and no one needs to rap like that no more. So it doesn't matter. I still try to keep my own uniqueness, but I try to keep up with the Joneses. If that makes sense. Like, okay, this is what we doing. Let me do it. Let me do that, but I'm gonna do it in my way, so it makes sense, and I can still stay in the conversation, stay stay afloat. So <clears throat> I was fresh from a break. Uh, one of my homeboys, we're not cool anymore, but he was like, yo, Drake just dropped the free, st- dropped the song, some 16, da da da. Yeah. Heard the beat, I'm like, yeah, let me tap into it. And I just got the right hand, got the right hand. I was working in the salon. I shot the video in the salon I was working at in the last room in the back. Really? Yes. And I saw that video. Viral after that. And I was so <laughs> grateful because I wasn't expecting that. I just was 
just putting out music. Yeah. And it always feels good when you're putting out music and you're just doing it for the love. Like when you're like looking for moments and you're like doing things for a reason and never works out the way you wanted to. It's just good to just always just be creative and just give to the consumers and give to your fans and just, you know, just do your thing. Like let everything else come to you. And that's that was one of those moments for me and it was such an amazing moment because I was like, wow, I made me feel like I could really do this. Because it was viral everywhere. That's when Tumblr was still a thing. So I was mm-hmm. Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everything that was out. <laughs> I was on everything that you could have thought of. I was out. Yeah. So I was very grateful for that moment. I love that you said that because a lot of people, I tell people, like, don't ever try to copy, like, what's popping because you're not going to last long. If it's natural and it just comes to you, like, it'll work. It'll work. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Work. And that's exactly what you said. And that's why from 2016 to now, you're still here. Period. Flourishing. And I hear a little amen. Oh, we hear a little amen. amen. Period. <laughs> I'm about to say, we can drink to that too. Okay, hello, hello. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, because I, I tell people when you try to do what, other per, what another person is doing, you will always be second. Yep. You will never be number one in this. And then you're not going to, I mean, you're not going to last long because it's not your love. Yep. You do not love it. So mm-hmm. that will always be an issue. Okay, outside of that, uh, from there, you release a few EPs. So in 2019, you have um, Southern Fried Trapping. It wasn't it? Southern, Southern Trapping? Trapping for the 99-2000. Oh, <laughs> but okay. it was more of a Southern, it's the Southern same thing. style. It's the same thing. I ain't mad, Southern girl. for the 99-2000. Yes. I, do, I do have that written here. Did, it's all right. I did a lot of Down South Beats. That's, that was it. But that's what it was. Yeah. It was just like you was just rapping over. A lot of Down South Beats, basically. That's what it was. Southern Beats, yeah. And that was in 2019. Yes. Right. And then in 2020, you had Trap Elliot 2.0? Yep. Okay. And then in 2022, Flow of Form. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, let's talk about that really quick because okay. I, I like, is it Nene Bambo? Nene Bamba. Bamba. That's my favorite. <laughs> See, now we're going to flip the script. Why is that your favorite? I love, okay. Maybe it's because, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's because, okay, I like how you flip it and you interview me. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> with that particular song, I think because I know it's a sample, like it has a H- Hispanic like right. mm-hmm. sample to mm-hmm. it. And then you being from the Bronx, and we know the Bronx is very much ex- mm-hmm. Hispanic filled. Right, that makes it. We got a we got a picture. We got a picture going <laughs> right. on. I just felt like you merged the two so perfectly, mm-hmm. where it was like you was representing for your people, hence your love for Black history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're authentically yourself, and then you right. brought in like the Bronx, so it was just like, just like a quintessential like kind of a Bronx mm-hmm. hip hop record filled with. 
culture. I was gonna say multi ethnicity, but it's multicultural. That's what it is. That's why I love it to answer your question. <laughs> and guess what? That that was it. That's what that I was, was a point. That's what okay. I was trying to do. See, and, and, and I'm talking so about organically. <laughs> it happened so organically. I was at um, what's that spot called? Audio Mac. I was at Audio Mac building. And nice. And I played the record, and one of the engineers was like, "Oh, we have I have a artist, Moreno. He's dope. He's from the Bronx too, and he was playing his stuff, and it was like like Hispanic drill. And I was and I didn't understand, but I was like, this just sounds hard. I don't know what he's saying, but it sounds hard. And I reached out, and I was like, yo, and it was like like this. He was like, yo, let's do it. Give me the beat. Love Got it. it. Here's the verse. Let's do it. Shoot the video. Let's go. It was like that, and then it just so happened that the um the Dominican. Day parade was coming up. Look the at one this. in the Bronx already passed, but the one in the city was still valid, and that's when we shot the video. That'd be the and one. Was so, and that's what I mean by when I say, like, I'm a person, if anyone knows me to this day, and if you ever get to know me, you will know that. Like, I'm a person that I do what the fuck I wanna do. I don't care if I don't give a fuck about what's going on. I do like to keep up with the Joneses because I like to stay in the conversation. Right. But I do what I wanna do. I said I wanna do a, 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 a Spanish drill record, and that's what the fuck I did. I didn't Spanish care who drill. I didn't care who wanted to hear it or not. I did what I wanted to do, and that's what I love about me because I is what I want is how I wanted how I see it is how I get it done. Yeah. Period. So I reached out to him. He got it done. We shot the video. It came out fire. Like it was so good. People were literally coming up to us. They saw the cameras and they just was like, "Okay, it's <gasps> the cameras are rolling. Let's get it done." Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite songs too because it came out so smooth. And I was just being me. I rapped how I rap it and try to do a Spanish accent. I, I, I just <laughs> nope. did my own thing and I let him do his thing and I, we just bridged the gap between the community. Like We just <laughs> we just let it be what it's going to be. You feel me? So I'm happy about that. See, I told you I'll be having my own little A&R dreams. I be knowing the records. Period. I be knowing the ones that really do slap mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. Period. That's that. And then in 2021 you had the uh, baby's rendition of Ball If I Want To. Yes. Uh, that sparked a, a, a viral moment for that you. Did. That's actually the record that landed me my deal with Def Jam. We about to talk about that Def Jam's own. Y'all give it up, everybody in the room. Clap it up. Yeah. Very happy about that. Yes. Oh, my God. So much history with the legendary Def Jam. But, yes, that right there is what did it. That like So talk about how that all came into fruition. If that's the record that sparked the deal, how, ma'am? <laughs> how? How? Why yes. How? It's crazy because no, like who called who? Who said what? <sighs> oh my god! Because you know this industry is word of mouth, so it's like what happened? You're absolutely right. One thing about Twitter, I'm excited now. Twitter going to do what the fuck they need to do. Black every Twitter, time. Twitter going to do it for you. <laughs> every time that I went viral, is is the spark was from Twitter. Every time they going to do what they got to do. Every time, every time, <laughs> like there's no doubt about it. But I say that to say. I was fresh from, um, I had gastric sleeve surgery, oh, and then oh. I did cut cosmetic surgery just to clean and tighten. I don't even talk about this. Like, I don't even, I've never broadcasted this anywhere. People probably see it and just know, like, oh, okay, but I never actually, like, said anywhere, like, like, this really? is what I did. Yes. I was, yeah, wow. so I was on a, I was just on a hiatus. I was just like, okay. I look good. I feel good now, and I did this. And I did this leave, and just because I had like a little health concerns going on. Okay, got that in order, and then you know after you do the C surgery, your body just it be all over the place. So you now you got to tighten and tone it up. Yes, right. Did that, and then that, and then that um time. Oh, thanks for sharing that journey, though. I, I I I love that. I have nothing. I did to hide. see the. I saw the change 
yeah. physically. Yeah. But I didn't know it was that. Yes. Yeah. Because you wasn't that big. Cool. Yeah, I know. People probably feel like, oh, if if you're like fat or big, then you should get that or you should have to get that. But my thing was more on a health concern. It was like a pre-diabetic thing going on. Exactly. And I had my family. So I had to like get it in order and it was either go to the gym and da 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 or just get it in order. Quick one, two. Whatever you got to get. <laughs> I ain't mad at a one, two. So we got it in order. Yes. Everything and you is- look amazing. You look Thank great you. before. Also now and you Thank did it for you. your health and I don't give a fuck if you did it for vain reasons Thank either. you, right? You look great. Thank you. For Everything real. is aesthetic now so I'm I not I love it. The health disorder, the body is body in and I'm not mad. So it's what it is. What it is. Yes. But yes, I, um, I did that. Yeah. And I was just, in that time of just healing and getting myself together, I was just like, let me just um, work on some music. Working on music. And I'm infamous for giving y'all a real, a quick 16, raw, leaving the scene, boom, that's what you get. So that's what people really love me because I give them a quick and They were like, damn, I wish it was longer. I wish it was more. Great replay value. Um, So I did that. And once I got everything, when I was fully healed, when I got together, I had my cameraman, shout out Eric, DDFRX. And I was like, let's shoot this shit in the hood because I'm feeling very much around the way, girl. Like, let's just let them know we back on the scene. We outside. And that's Waste what that was. snatched. Period. And I, I literally <laughs> went two, three blocks from my house and shot that video. Right outside that bodega? Right outside the bodega. It was three yeah. blocks from my house. Nice. And I told my cameraman that same day, like, he was showing me the footage. I'm like, we're going viral. Ooh, we're going viral and that's exactly what the fuck we did <laughs> period I saw it already like yeah it's over we going we up look at that so some of the scene was that um, Tunji reached out to me um, Tunji the CEO of Def Jam period educate the people the head honcho I yeah. mean you can't yeah. just slide the, over that the one in charge yeah he reached out to me directly he was like yeah let's talk let's chop it up let's see what, let's see what, what we got and then we locked it in I vibe. And don't get me wrong, a couple people reached out to me, but I don't know. I just felt very much like I, I, when Tunji, when I spoke to Tunji, he was speaking to me about music that I put out before the before that. Mm. So it made me feel like he did his research. It made me feel like he actually like dived into my older like records and just tried to get to know me a little before he met me. And that made me feel a little bit more like connected. So I was like, you know, I'm going to fuck with him because I feel like he actually dug deep because he, he saw something. So yeah, shout out to Def Jam. Shout out to me. Shout out to you. <laughs> Shout out to everybody be outside. Yes. Shout out to you though. Congratulations on that. Thank you. That is no like small deal. Dev Jam is the legendary label. It's a big thing, but yeah, I'm very humble. So I just try to like every time. Shout out to some of the ladies that were signed at Dev Jam prior Mm -hmm. to you. So you like they just passing the torch and you holding it down and and, and we're here. And Nikki D, Foxy Brown. If I could think of more names, I got you. But Mm -hmm. right now I'm Nikki D and Foxy. That's that's the oldest school. So yeah, congrats. What Thank the you. fuck? Okay, everybody in the room, clap it up real Thank quick. You. Clap it up. Dev Jeff, Dev Jeff. Shout out to the CEO that reached out to you. Yeah, How has out, it been so far Tungy. with being si- signed? What's what's the difference? Because you know everybody out here is very much independent and loving it. Um, and you was doing your thing for a while, independent, and that's why you're here now, signed with Dev Jam. So what's what's the change been like for you? Oh man, it's definitely been a roller coaster. Because I'm used to doing what the fuck I want to do whenever I want to do it. And, excuse me, don't get me wrong. Um, they very much gave me a lot of creative control and freedom. But um, it's just different now. We got Everybody loves McDonald's fries. 
So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Got schedules. You got people you gotta verify things with. You got people you gotta ask, can you put this out? How you gotta give over your social media. They gotta log in and make sure this is a lot of that, a lot of personal space that's like, okay. This is our shit now. This is your shit still, but it's ours now too. But you know what I'm saying? So I'm not mad. I'm very happy because this is what I've been working for. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I haven't been doing music just to do music. I've been mm-hmm. doing music to elevate. And if if this is a part of elevating and just like, you know, stepping on stepping stones and all that. So it's been a, it's been a smooth ride. I'm st- I'm still learning as the day goes on. Just learning how the rope goes, how the industry works. And yeah, it's I'm just again, we it's very much still new. So. We we working we getting we getting it together. That was just in October, right? Literally, actually, actually was signed a, a couple months before that, but they oh, announced yeah, it in October. The <laughs> they announced it in October, <laughs> but I was already locked in. But everything is a process, you know. Yeah. You got to get the lawyers together. You got to get the team together. You got mm-hmm. everybody on board. You got to get, you know, everything is a process. So, um, yeah, we're still in the very much beginning stages, but things are moving pretty smooth, and I'm very happy. Speaking of being happy and things moving smooth, gift wraps is out. Gift wrap is out. Let's talk about gift wraps. Now, is that under the um, Def Jam Monica? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. And it's funny because gift wrap was my idea. Talk they, about it. They did not even care to like. They want. They wanted me to get my EP together and la da da da. But I'm like, yo, I always wanted to do a Christmas tape. Like forever, mm-hmm. I was gonna do this statement. It was like, all right, you could do it, whatever, get it out of the way. But next <laughs> year we stomping on shit. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So let me just feed I the people on my something for the holidays. Mariah Carey shit. Yes, right. <laughs> and originally, I just wanted to do one record, which was the first song, which is titled "Gift Rap. Gift Raps. Yeah. And um, it came out dope. It just it was all of the beats are um. They have like Christmas jingles in the yeah. background. Mm-hmm. So I try to do that. Because after a while, after I made that first work, and I'm like, how much Christmas shit could I possibly rap about? <laughs> I done rapped about all the reindeers, all the Rudolph, all the Santa Claus, all the chimneys. Facts. I said everything I had to say. Right. So the rest of the records were just like, rap what you want to rap about, and but then still have the beat have some kind of relevance to a Christmas sound or Christmas jingle. That was my thing. Shout out to Homie Hill. Shout out to um, Chris Hayes. Those are the two producers for the Griffith Project. So that was that. That's just to hold y'all over to next year because next year it's a movie. Yeah. We stomping on shit next year. Okay. Period. I can't wait to uh to see what's popping next year because yes. I expect great things from you. But mm-hmm. on Gift Raps, I will say Gift Raps is the track, uh, the first track. Then you got Winter Bay, Jingle mm-hmm. Freak, and Mood. Yes. Winter Bay, Winter Bay is my favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. Why do you tell me why? See, you always want to ask Yes, because I like to know. You have to do these things mm-hmm. so you can know what what the what your consumers like. I think it's just your flow on it. For for me, mm-hmm. it's a little I, different. Calm, right? Sassy little. There you go. Because you're so known for being so, so aggressive, aggressive right? obviously. Yes. So with Tibet, it just kind of showed a bit of like versatility. versatility. You ain't gonna be keep finishing my damn sentences. <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> But at least you know we here. Like you see why I like what I like. Yes. But that's but that's why. And I appreciate that. Absolutely. I think you and that's what I try to give to mm-hmm. my consumers and my fans and my supporters and the people that fuck with me. I wanna let them know that I am truly an artist, not just Kanye Diamond, boom boom, but you yamata, I shoot shit up. Nah. 
I got so much stuff in the tuck, like so much stuff in store, and I can't wait for people to hear it. It's just like, and I and I love that you appreciate it. you see. Okay, she doing that, but she could do this too. Yeah, and I feel like that's what being an artist is truly about. It's yeah. just how creative you can really get, right? Okay, okay. So what we so tell the people what to expect in twenty twenty three as far as creativity, like. You say you about to bust us upside the head with shit. <laughs> what are, what are we gonna get? No, honest, I really want. Oh what God. are we gonna get? Because I'm excited knows for you already. Like, yes, yeah. that move was moving viral. I'm. I got my fingers crossed. I'm trying to get move cleared at the moment. I'm still trying to. I'm trying to get it going. Um, that is the ludicrous sample with the move. It. I'm trying to get that together. Mm-hmm. So keep your fingers crossed for me. Everybody, my fans on Twitter have been supporting. They've been writing ludicrous like yo. What's going on? Let's go and get the symbol clear because we need this. People are asking for, for it. Yes, and mm-hmm. asking for it. And yeah, I'm gonna give you guys a full length project. Uh, everything original. Mm-hmm. Um, just good vibes. Just good. I'm so excited about it because I've been working on this project since I signed. So it's like, yeah, I gotta give the people what they need. So expect the full length project. Um, expect some dope visuals. Expect some dope features from the city, from outside the city. Just expect the vibe, man. Expect ever elevated Connie Diamond. Feel me? Dream collaboration, cause we got labels behind us now, so they can pull Ooh. all kinds of things out Ooh. for my girl. Who's a dream collaboration for you? Oh my god, I think a dream collaboration would be Lakia from Quality Control. I love, I love Lakia. My girls. I love Lakia because I feel like, like she's so she reminds me of me. She's not so aggressive, but she is shit talking. I love shit talkers. Like when you when you rap and you just talking your shit like mm-hmm. that cocky. I, I feel like that's the kind of I like those type of girls. I like the other girls too. The uh, the bad bitch pretty talk. I love all of it, but <laughs> the shit talkers is like yeah, I'm here and what's 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 going on? Yeah, what's going on for me? Yeah. So I like Lakia. I love Lakia vibes. I watched her. Um, from when she first, 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 like, got signed with quality. And I seen her elevation and growth. I love Lakia. I would love a record with Lakia right now. I, mm. feel like, I feel like we would, like, fuck the city up with that. This Here is it. why I have what I have. Even before the girls, this whole new, like, influx or resurgence of female rappers, I've always had this podcast. Mm-hmm. But to see all the new ladies like yourself killing it in the game, I'm so excited. This is the most fun I've ever had with this podcast because of that. Because I will reach out to Roxanne Chate, Yo-Yo, mm-hmm. respect to all of them. And they all been on my podcast. But it was it felt like a platform to kind of, you know, shed light on them and their journey from right. the past. Right. Because I didn't have much to really work with. So right. now that you all but are like flooded. My, my it's nigga. funny with the girls. It's so much fun. Especially the New York girls. The New York, it's like a microscope on the city right now. Period. Who's outside of New York, let's get it done. It's like that right now. So you in a good space and you're doing well and you're going to be very, very happy. I'm so happy. And I'm happy that I've been doing this even prior to that. So right. I, I'm, just, I'm just in like la-la land. Right. Okay, creative process before we wrap this up because yeah. I always like to know where do you go? What does it look like when you're... Because your shit be so hard. I'm like, do you be, like, in the jungle <laughs> spitting your bars? <laughs> like, are you, that. like, in the middle of a fucking jail cell somewhere? Oh like, no, it's in the ring, in a boxing ring. Like, what gets you no. in the zone? Like, describe your creative writing process. What does that look it's like? It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Because, like, <laughs> it's never the same. It's never the same. I have moments where I'm like... I could be like in an Uber going somewhere, traveling somewhere, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I have a, I feel a vibe, I feel I'm in a mood. I'll just start 
doing mumbling, uh, just mumbling flows on my motherfucking voice notes. Uh. When I'm in a crib, if I'm actually working on the beat and I'm creating, um, it's no secret. I say this every time. What? Twitter. I said I suck with writing hooks. I fucking suck. Okay. I'm just. I'm like a. I'm like a rapper. I'm so. I was just. I feel like I was just so used to just writing, writing freestyles. Yeah. Freestyles. Excuse me. And freestyles are like they don't require a hook. They're just mm-hmm. rap, rapidly rap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. A lot of my time has been spent just writing, writing, writing. So now I'm spending a lot of my times creating, trying to figure out the formula and the ways to create a hook. So now I I always, I try to work on the hook first, but my normal formula is writing the verse. And whatever the verse leads me to is what I start talking about in the hook. That's it. Mm. Usually, like the correct formula for everyone else, consumers, they'll come up with the hook. And the hook will tell you what you are supposed to write about. The hook tells you what you what the song is gonna be about. Mm-hmm. I'm writing this shit, and now the hook. Once I start telling what I gotta say and say what I gotta say the story, the hook is like, okay, the hook is whatever the fuck I say it is because I already <laughs> said what I had to say in the verse. Feel me? Yes. But I understand there's a formula, <laughs> uh, and I'm just still, I'm still learning. I'm still teaching myself how to like get the get the right structures to get a hit, to get a song together. Do you like working with other writers? Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. In my past life, <laughs> my past <laughs> life, I was very much so like, oh, this person will write their own shit. Oh, oh, they not this. They not that. I'm not dealing with that. But now that I am actually signed and I'm in the industry and I see how this shit go, a lot of people, everyone actually gets help sometimes. Yeah. So I'm not upset and I'm not upset anymore because I understand that's just how it goes. Absolutely. So I, I'm not going to lie. I have been in rooms with people that has like, you know, hey, um... Hey, you probably should say it like this. Oh, hey, like if I'm like I'm struggling with the hook, they like, hey, how about I just jot the hook down for you, blah, blah, blah. And that goes, and the first person I actually had that real experience with is Homie Hill. That's my bro, that's my homie, that's my bro. That's 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 family right there. Shout out to Homie Hill. And yes, he has actually um whipped up a hook or two or three for me. But it's like, you know, it doesn't take away that what I what I used to think is that it takes away from you being an artist and it does not. Like if you're an artist and you can write, you can write. People already know me for rapping. I rap niggas heads. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. From here to the fucking door. Feel me? Facts. But sometimes people kind of <laughs> need that molding and they need they need a little bit of nudge and they need a little bit of oh, they need a little bit of help. And that's fine. And I'm starting to learn that in the industry. It's like a lot of people that you may think or may not think gets help, they get help. You know why you had to learn that? Because I feel like this industry puts so much fucking pressure on mm-hmm. rappers, yes, but female rappers in particular, to always they always question y'all pin game. They always do. But they don't never question the man pin game they but don't. until you and fucking go on only- iTunes or Spot, whatever the hell you listen to, and you it's- go to the credits and you see mad names, but no one ever questions the greats as to who the fuck is Dear John, who the fuck is Jane Doe, who the fuck is it? Y'all just... That's the so that's right why there. I love the conversation that started with like Cola Ray and Bia and Lotto, yeah. where the reference track came out with Lotto, when people tried to say... They tried to discredit her. Exactly. And Cola Ray spoke, I was like, 
a lot of us, us, the people, are ignorant to how hits are made, how songs exactly. are created. Exactly. There's not just one person in there. That's, that's ripping it. Sometimes it is, but a lot of the times it's not. A lot of the times it's not. And that's fucking okay. But what I need to stop happening in this industry as it pertains to my girls. Right. My women in hip-hop. Period. Stop questioning that motherfucking pin game because your favorite ain't writing their own shit solely just them you know what i mean like yep. everyone gets help here and there yeah. and that's what creates a a hit right you know for a lot of these artists right. male or female and i was and, and I, for for a while i was against it like i've had moments where i just would like discredit other artists and i'd be like oh this person ain't writing shit i don't mm. care ah. but it's like yo this is this is really what the fuck it is and that and that that's because you're ignorant to the the process of how things work or how the industry works and I'm fairly new so I'm now understanding and under, okay cool mm-hmm. I didn't know that and now that I know I take full accountability for how I was thinking and what I was saying and yes. blah, blah, blah. and it's just that you know I'm I'm very grateful and I'm very happy to just be where I'm at so like I'm not against I used to be against it I'm not against it anymore because guess what like I've came a time where I need to help and it's like okay well shit you can't be mad at somebody else for getting help because you asked me how to And it is what it is. I'm a very humble, like, I'm a very, like, I'm not, like, I nobody could nobody could ever tell me that I can't rap. Or I rap niggas' heads off. But when it comes to that space, I do need help. And I'm not afraid to say I need help with that. And I've been seeking that. And I've been creating some motherfucking hits. And I'm ready for y'all to hear it. Period. Mm. And we're ready to listen. Period. Yes, I love that. Thanks for educating us and okay. the people out there. Period. Quit questioning my girls. Pin game. Okay. Now we're getting to the end of the interview. And at this point, this is my confessional hour. I usually ask like five questions and it usually warrants one word answers. Okay. But we'll see how it goes. Okay. Okay. Single or booed up? What we doing? Single. Single, single? Big single. Ah! Where is the niggas at? <laughs> nah, let me stop. Where the niggas at? Nah, I'm super focused. <laughs> I'm super, love- I'm super focused right now. That's why I don't have time. Like, I'd be up to five in the morning, like, working on records and shit. Like, I don't have time. I literally don't have time. Like, I've, I'm on a fucking, like, the labels, they're like, yo, we got to get this EP done. We got to, I'm nice. like, okay, cool. So, I'm locked in. I'm not, I'm not like, dating. Damn, loving. single, single. Nothing. I might flirt with you on Instagram maybe once then, uh, but uh, baby, uh, baby, I'm Not sorry. spending the block I on that no old thing? For you. None of that. Nothing. Not worth it. That's what happens when you focus. Not worth it. Is dating hard for you because you're such a like a hardcore in oh your God. face rapper? I don't want to say. Are it's men hard. intimidated? I don't want to say. I used to feel like that back in the days, but now I feel like only the ones that are intimidated are the ones that aren't like boss niggas. They're not. You know I me. Mean? The ones that are like step your boss, boss up. niggas. They're not intimidated. <laughs> like I, right, I see what you want. I'm on that too. Get your ass over here. And let's get in. Uh, you feel know I me? Mean? So I'm not here. <laughs> I'm all right. You all right? Oh, okay. What's your type from when you are ready? I use like I tell people, I usually ask these questions, but I know the guys in the comments be like, Jazz, the fuck? <laughs> stand up, oh turn around, God. tell them to stand up, turn around, ask them if they single, what they like, what position. I ain't right. going that far. <laughs> I tell you what her type is, motherfucker, but you ain't got to know her favorite position. And that's it, child. But, um, <laughs> period. Yes. Oh, my God. I think I, um, 
I'm a very aggressive female, as you're in. I'm like, uh-uh-uh. But see, a- I don't know that, because that, that that definitely resonates in your music, but I don't yeah, know but if I'm you're a, different. I'm a tourist. That's my zodiac sign, the bull, the bully. Excuse me. Bronx bully. Absolutely not. We're very sassy, and we're very, ex- we, need, we need to get done eye with the way we need to get done. Oh, yeah. we got to get to hit the road, Jack. You feel me? And don't so come back. So I need someone no. that's very assertive. <laughs> I need someone that's understanding. And I feel like overall, like with me, I'm very like want to take in char- take control, take charge because that's what yeah. I'm used to. Yeah. But if I actually run into someone that's like very much take control, take charge, it'll make me be a little more submissive, make me be a little mm. more relaxed, and I don't gotta be on my bully. But it's always in me. If I gotta get on my bully, I'm gonna be on my bully. So I just I w- I would like a reformed hood nigga, reformed like I used to be beating <laughs> niggas up, I used to be <gasps> chewing shit, but I'm not no more. I got a business and. <laughs> I could protect you, but I'm not. You know, I need somebody that's in in between, in the lines of the between. Yeah, one of those. I need, <laughs> definitely need me a hood nigga. We're reformed, you know. <laughs> you are so funny. I love your personality. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> let me reformed hood hood nigga hood nigga vibes. Period. Okay. <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? What is it that Connie Diamond hates? Oh my god, Ugh, pet peeves. What do you hate? Okay, so like I hate. Okay, I hate dirty feet in the bed. That's weird. That's you hate so dirty feet outside the bed is cool. No, not outside the bed either. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you all right, so like I'm a person that like when I walk around the house, I have socks and I have slippers, right? Okay, okay. So like, so when it's time to get in the bed, I take my slippers off and I take my socks off. If it's too cold, I leave my socks like in the bed. Right. But I hate like you get in the bed, you got on, and yeah, it's dirt on you. Uh, no, I get, I'll be like, ooh, it makes me itch. Like, no, I don't like nothing. I don't like no dirt particles in the bed. Like, but your socks are dirty. No, that it's you chose not. to keep all in the bed. If it's no, too cold, if, you, if I have, I wear socks and slippers in the house. I wear mm-hmm. socks and slippers. Anyone can tell you that. Anyone in my family, in my anything I ever dated, can tell you she got socks and slippers on. Period. But you said sometimes you keep your socks on in the bed if it's too cold. Yeah, if so it's you bring cold, that dirt. but my socks never hit the floor is what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, so you put out some fresh new socks in the bed. No, I have on socks and then I... Look, let me let me break it down because you're trying... Look. Yeah, because I'm trying you right now. You know oh, why? Because right. I'm one of those people. I don't... I don't <laughs> I'm opposite. <laughs> That's why I'm shady. No. Right I don't wear slippers in the house. No. Oh, hell I don't, no. <laughs> and no. And friends go like, Jazz Bowls are slippers. What? No, I like I like socks and slippers. Okay, like I have to like I have to wear socks and, and then I, I and when I get out the shower, my slippers have to be right there. I dry off in the shower, and then I slip the slippers on. I do not step on a bare. I don't like I don't like my feet, my bare feet on the anybody's floor. I remember. Oh my god, I love this conversation. By the like, way, it was for real. Like my ex, I was. Still with my ex at one point, we went to go visit one of his homeboys' house. We went over there for like game night, movie night, whatever. Yeah. And I took my shoes off and they didn't have carpet on the So I was like, and I see Crocs by the door. I'm like, hey, you mind if I wear your Crocs? <laughs> because I don't, I don't like, I don't like my feet on the floor. I don't Got like it. my socks on the floor either. She was like, okay, it's all right. You can wear the Crocs. And that's because I, I'm just, that's how I am. I don't like my bare feet touching the ground. Mm. That's a pet peeve. So if you, no, you have to put socks on. You got to the socks on. You take them off before you get in bed. I don't want no dust particles in the motherfucking bed. That's how I say it too. No dust particles on your feet when you get in bed. That's a pet peeve. I'm a hood bitch. 
No. From Detroit. What I tell you, I feel like I grew up somewhere like in the country and in Alabama, somewhere in the woods of Louisiana. Country. I literally would run around in the no. streets. Barefoot. No, please, no, no, you be friends. No. I have. No. That's why I'm looking at you like. Please say they so. It is so so with me. I Girl. You, people used to get on me about that, but I have nine siblings and we like uh, ten badass kids. Yeah. Ten of us grew up in the same house. My mother, and my father, same parents, ten kids. We were little rug rats. We would run around the hood barefoot. I used to. Oh we used God. to race each other barefoot. So ba- barefoot is kind of my thing. No, I was barefoot before I'm you walked sorry, up in here. No shade, before I put girl, on my heels. <laughs> I used to, but my ex, I used to be dusting the bed off like. I love it. No, that's your peppy. I get it. I dated somebody. I told you don't put no feet in the bed. <laughs> like, I want to say I dated somebody that felt that same way. So I, I do understand. So yeah, I'm your biggest pet peeve then. Okay. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't you dare. No, listen, Connie, I've been enjoying this interview with you. Like I said, you're one of the girls that I'm definitely favoring. Thank you. Looking out for. Thank you. And when I'm in rooms, like I was in prior interviews prior to this, and I shouted your name out a few times, <laughs> and I'm like, I really just enjoy her. And to be honest with you, one of the things that really made me watch you was that, is it On the Radar? Yeah. Um, freestyle. I was just like, yeah, she was top three, one of my faves. Thank you. For sure. If not my fave. I, just, I, know how to, I feel like I know how to demand attention. And it's mm. like... When I get ready, when I need your attention, I need you to get it right here. And then you went towards the end, and I was just like, "Whoa, okay, okay, fur jacket, okay, fur coat, okay, okay, blue braids, I see you." And ever since then, doing my research, I'm like, "Yep, she's definitely one to like. Don't play with her." Thank you so, much. so I expect great things and I appreciate this interview Thank and you. the world is taking notice. And again, congratulations to the Def Jam so signing so legendary and it's so fitting for you. So I'm very, very happy for you. So when it's all said and done, we talked about your humble beginnings. We talked about everything. We talked about your peppy. Yes. We talked about you signing. How do you feel closing out the year? Give me one word to describe where you are in life right now. One word. What would it be? It would be test is the word the word is test and i say the word is test because i feel like i'm very spiritual and i'm very tapped in with the man above and i feel like i've been test i've been getting tested so much and it's just about keeping the faith and feeling like you know what like you have a purpose you're on this road for a reason mm. and i've been tested with so many things with just things not going the way i wanted to go or or people not being who I thought they were. Mm. And, and it's been like having me feeling like, okay, what the fuck is happening? Because mm. I'm moving in a direction where things are actually going like this. And when you're going like this, you want to make sure everyone is solid. And you want to make sure everything is solid. And then you and you just, it's just like test, 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 test. And the test, the, the real fucking test is just trusting him. God above you. Trust yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've been. That's where I've been at. Like I, mm-hmm. I have moments, and I'm, I'm signed now. And I say this, I could say this right now on camera. I could cry saying this because, like, even with being signed, I feel like I'm still being tested. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm working towards. I got it, but I still feel like it's just, it's just still things that are like grabbing me, nudging me, and making me feel like pushing me in a corner. And if you don't like believe, and if you don't feel like 
that you're in good hands, like you're mm-hmm. gonna just crumble and you're gonna just the devil gonna snatch your ass up. So I just I the word is test and always believe that the test is totally you got the fucking answer. You need to just make sure you maneuvering and doing what you gotta do. And that's where I'm at right now. Test. Mm. Period. Test. I love that. And you just gave a hell of a testimony already. And the you. more you Thank grow, you. you're gonna have a bigger testimony because I've I've been reading and doing my research and I know you feel like you're the underdog. Yeah. Still, of course, and that's a great way to still feel Mm -hmm. because that's what breeds greatness. If you still feel like you got so much to prove, and it ain't for other people, even if it's just for yourself, it is truly so. With the test comes the testimonies. Period. Thank you so much for that. I love you. Great, I love. I would have had a great time. I can't, I can't wait to watch this back. Oh my god, I can't wait either, yes. y'all. Y'all better stay tuned to what Connie Diamond is doing. She is that girl, and um, I'm so proud of you. And congratulations again. Thank you. All right, that's it for yes. Woman in Hip Hop podcast with your girl Jazzy Bell and Connie Diamond. Connie Diamond, two and- eyes and a diamond, y'all. Two eyes and a diamond. Two eyes, two eyes. I made a mistake and did an email with one eye, but it's I think it was right. autocorrect, honestly. It's all right. It's autocorrect. Why two eyes again? Because I need to be unique and different. Period. Okay? <laughs> I'm a different kind of timing, y'all. Okay? Period. Go on, man. Yeah. And that's it with Woman the Hip Hop Podcast with your girl Jazzy Bell and Connie Diamond. I will see y'all later. Bye. Deuces. Later. <laughs>created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.